What's up, Bills Mafia? This is Gregory Russo, defensive end for the Buffalo Bills, and you are listening to the Lockdown of Jake Jordan. is going on ladies and gentlemen welcome to the coolest place in bills mafia outside of western new york i am your host jake this is the lowdown and i am happy to say ladies and gentlemen that we have made it to the point where training camp has begun yes you heard that right and i know you've been following it just like i have but you probably don't do as much research as you hear the things that come out you listen to one bills live you listen to podcasts like this to get information out of bills training camp and well i'll let you know i got a whole list of things that are going on things around the league and things that have to do with totally buffalo bills now of course when i do talk about things happening around the league they either have something really important to do with the bills themselves or something that is just important to football in general so we got a lot of stuff to talk about and this is probably the third time that you have heard me this week uh one of my big things is i've been traveling a lot this summer so basically my whole setup is uh mobile i have a whole mobile setup that i've been doing all around florida as i've been uh, dog sitting visiting family things like that it's the summertime time to go have some fun right so I've been going around and I haven't really had a lot of time to be able to do some uh, some collaborations with other uh, built in Buffalo or even just Buffalo Bills creators in general. And I have had them reach out to me and I have had to turn them down because I just could not do it, whether it be reliable Internet or things like that. But this week I actually had a stable connection and was able to do the windshield factor with justice. And he did a whole round table. And then after that last night, me and just, well, last night being Wednesday night, you guys are going to hear this on Friday. Uh, me and him did the, uh, the, a live show on the built in Buffalo, uh, pod, not podcast, but the YouTube channel. And that went awesome and uh, just kind of some practice for me before I start moving into live where you will be able to hear me live and not pre-recorded. And I would like to think that I did a fairly good job on that. I think I'm kind of entertaining, maybe, but there's a lot on the docket today and you did not come to hear me talk about what is going on in my life. You are here to listen to things about the Buffalo Bills. And while I get my notes pulled up here on my handy dandy computer, uh, we've got a few things to break down before we get into Buffalo Bills talk. I'm going to call this section news around the league news around the league. NFL will be using the Hawkeye system that was used in the XFL to review calls, giving them the ability to see plays from every angle at the same time, that being the officials that are on the field. This is in contrast to the usual system of having the TV producers giving the refs certain angles for review. That's right. A lot of people probably didn't know this, but you might think that the review officials have every single angle down there on the field when they're doing their review, but they don't. 
they have the certain angles that the TV producers give them. So they will be using the Hawkeye system, which gives them a overall every single angle when it comes to reviewing a call, which I think overall is just something that we have needed in the NFL. Like, I don't have to tell you guys that officiating in the NFL has been god awful, and some of the calls are god awful. And one of the big things that they bungled was the reviewing of pass interference. That is something that just did not. The big problem with that is that one, there wasn't always enough evidence to overturn or to actually call a pass interference call, uh, but maybe having more angles to see to provide that. I, I really think the big problem with the reviewing the pass interference thing was that most of the time when an official called pass interference, uh, he did not want to admit he was wrong, therefore making him look bad as a ref you don't want to do that kills your street cred in the league if you're getting all these calls wrong but also a lot of people know you're getting those calls wrong anyway because you're a doofus and you keep getting all these bad calls thrown so the nfl using the hawkeye system really really good for the league it's changing how we have plays reviewed for the future and beyond i think this is awesome for the nfl that was the big thing that was outside of the bills that i thought was just good for football in general next one the aaron Rodgers situation ends and you're probably thinking well that's a green bay packers thing jake why are we talking about that? this is a buffalo bills podcast well let me tell you one person was brought up actually two people were one was mike hyde but uh, we don't have to talk about that because one of these things are Aaron Rodgers has finally concluded his little drama saga with the with the Green Bay Packers organization. Now, there's been concessions and Randall Cobb was like one of the things that Aaron Rodgers wanted brought back to the Packers. And that's happening. And one of the things that was brought up was Jay Kumaro. Some of you know him as Touchdown Jesus. Yes, he is on our team still, technically. We have Jake Kumaro signed to our team. What do you think is going to happen? If if Aaron Rodgers wants Jake Kumaro, he said that Jake Kumaro was the second best receiver at camp last year, basically throwing all of his other receivers under the bus, saying that you know using Jake Kumaro is a way to say that the organization was not listening to him. So one of the big things is, well, how bad do you think they might want to get Jake Kumaro back if, in fact, Aaron Rodgers does want him back, you know, so badly? I think Brandon Bean should pick up the phone, see if they want him. Now, if I am the Green Bay Packers, I'm just waiting it out because there's a good chance Jake Kumaro gets thrown on the practice squad for the Buffalo Bills, and then you can just scoop him up off the practice squad that is most likely what's going to happen. But say Brandon Bean wanted to get something done beforehand and talk to their general manager, Brian Guntekunst. I don't know. Maybe that's how you pronounce it. And call him and be like, hey, you know, like seventh round pick, Jay Kumro, you can have him. Whatever. Like maybe they do that. Maybe that's something that they actually do. That's something that the Buffalo Bills should try to reach out and see if the Green Bay Packers are interested in that. And the last thing has to do with our AFC East rivals. Now, me and Justice talked about this on the live in detail last night. Uh, one of those stories finally changed. Uh, we went 
uh, like hand over fist of why the New York Jets were an absolute dumpster fire of an organization for not bringing, not being able to sign Zach Wilson. That happened today as of Thursday. Zach Wilson has been signed. He did miss a practice, but still, they're not going to be ready for the beginning of the season. He hasn't had enough time to do anything, but I don't think that team is really going to be ready for the season. Uh, possibly the defensive line, that is it, but Quentin Williams is still out for them. But uh, uh, the other big news, and that this is still super big news, is the team that a lot of people thought was going to take the AFC East from the Bills last year because they were so close to us until they weren't, and then they got their asses beaten in the last game of the season. The Miami Dolphins. Uh, Xavier Howard, their star cornerback, uh, put out a lengthy statement talking about how he did not feel appreciated by the Miami Dolphins organization. He felt that he knew the contract that he signed. He just wanted more guaranteed money. He, him and his agents went to try to make cap friendly like offers to the Dolphins to try to make everything work. The Dolphins every single time said no. We're perfectly fine with what we have you signed to because obviously as an organization, if you have one of the best corners in the league signed at a reasonable deal, you know, hell, Byron Jones is making more money than Xavier Howard on the same damn team. And Byron Jones is nowhere as good as Xavier Howard, at least at this moment. So to be completely honest with you, I don't think Xavier Howard is, you know, very, he's not in the wrong to say that he doesn't feel appreciated. And this is all culminating in him saying, I want out. Don't want to be in Miami anymore. And if you think about it already, Miami lost most of its captains on defense last year. I'm pretty sure they're all gone. They lost guys like Devon Godchow. They traded away Shaq Lawson, Kyle Van Noy back in New England. They really didn't have anybody that was such a driving force except for Xavier Howard still on that team. And now he wants to be gone. Now I'm going to tell you right now, as soon as I read Xavier Howard's statement, I laughed my head off. I swear I laughed for about six minutes, everybody. I sat there. If you could talk to my girlfriend, you would hear that I 100% was just laughing because any bad thing that happens to the Dolphins, I love. And that's just because Dolphins fans and a lot of people don't agree with me when I have this sentiment. Uh, I think Dolphins fans are probably one of the worst in the division. And yes, I know people from Boston are not that pleasant either, but those Dolphins fans are just relentless in thinking now that the AFC East is wide open, they don't want to believe that the Bills are that next team up to stay and be the team to beat in the division. Even though last year they still want to downplay Josh Allen, even though Josh Allen is their daddy and they send Father's Day cards to him every single year. It's just it's just inevitable that everybody wants out. And there's reports. I mean, it's not just Xavier Howard. More people are wanting more money to stay in Miami. It is not something that is it, it's not false. It's not a false story. If you truly want to go look it up, go look it up. Even Mike Kosicki, their tight end, wants more money to stay in Miami. Now, my big problem is I keep hearing about how great of a culture and everything is in Miami with Brian Flores, and I don't think Brian Flores is a bad coach at all. 
I think maybe he's done some things that are questionable. Reports have come out. I heard Steve Tasker stay on One Bills Live today saying that reports have come out that Brian Flores wanted Justin Herbert instead of Tua. Maybe that explains why the whole Tua situation has been kind of weird. Like, he does not believe in Tua Tungavailoa at all. It's very, very weird things happening down in Miami. And I can tell you right now that I, I am loving every single bit of it. Uh, I, an other news came out today, too, that uh, Julio Jones is also being sued for possibly being El, the next El Chapo in the United States uh, with mar- uh, illegal marijuana sales, trying to flip legal cannabis products by selling them on the black market. If that turns out to be true good missed bullets for us even though i don't really think we were in the running for julio jones a lot of fans wanted him but uh that's just another thing to laugh at the tennessee titans it seems as if everybody in our division is kind of a dumpster fire even new england still riding the cam train even though cam newton is absolutely awful things are just going crazy around the league but now let's talk about the buffalo bills training camp has begun Obviously, the rookies were there a week before everybody else showed up there, but now everybody is there. Uh, The linemen and the defensive linemen are wearing these cool things on their helmets, I guess, to stop them from possibly getting concussions that they don't need to get in training camp. Uh, They look like the big kazoo helmets that like Mark Kelso would wear back in the 90s. It, It doesn't look exactly like that. It's just like a bunch of foam padding on top of their helmets but no it's it's really really funny to see it's it's just something to see these giant men wearing these like pillows on top of their head it's kind of funny but a lot of things coming out from buffalo bills training camp already big thing a lot of people want to know is what the hell was going on with the vaccine situations now not going to sit here last week i talked about cole beasley his situations everything like that we're not going to touch on that again don't need to already touched it if you watched my episode last week you know how i feel about it and i will not touch it any further than that cole beasley coming out and responding having a whole prepared statement uh while i don't of course agree with everything in said statement uh i think it's better that beasley came out and did that instead of having to answer 100 questions of people trying to just prove to him that the vaccine is effective Uh, which, you know, people should know already, but some people have their doubts. Now, the big thing is rifts between teammates do not exist over the vaccine issue. Uh, The the big thing is everybody thought, what's going to happen in the locker room? Oh, my God. Pro football talk and Mike Florio, who I hate. That dude is a clown, a stooge. Mike Florio, just every single little piece of drama that happens in the NFL gets turned into a big story, which then gets put out to a big audience, and people think that it's actually something that is true. Well, guess what? It's not. Rifts between teammates, yes, Jerry and Cole Beasley did have a conversation on Twitter. Uh, Apparently, multiple players, Josh Allen and everything included, saying that everything was taken way overboard for no reason. Uh, Cole Beasley even coming out and said that him and Jerry got on the phone after that. It wasn't really meant to be anything serious. Uh, They're all brothers. There is no rifts on the vaccine. Uh, Josh Allen came out himself and said it perfectly and said, hey, if someone doesn't want to get the vaccine, 
It's all right. They can do what they want to do. If somebody does wants to get it, it's all right. They do what they want to do. It's their decision. And I think that that's just the best way to look at it. Uh, really, what a lot of people don't understand, if you've never been in a locker room before, those guys are your brothers. You're going to be doing a lot for them. And really, when it comes to that stuff, you just have conversations about it, man. You don't go in there and just have like arguments and stuff like that. Like the culture that is in that locker room right now is these guys are like, hey, have a conversation about it. You know, they're so cool and tight with each other that it's like, yeah, that guy can believe that and they can believe something different. And that's perfectly fine. I don't know why people have to think that just if two players have a different opinion on something, there's going to be fights in the locker room. Mike Florio, you stooge, but rifts between the team over vaccines do not exist. Everything taken way overboard for no reason. And that is that. Now, we got to hear from Josh Allen and uh, Josh Allen. One of the big things going into this season was talking about Josh Allen's contract. What is going on? Uh, me, myself, I would like to see the contract get done maybe in the middle of the season or just have a little bit more time to see what Allen is. Yes, we all do believe that Allen is just a star in the league and there will be no regression. I truly do think that Josh Allen is perfectly fine if you gave him a contract now, but there is a level of security that you get when you view him this season as well. So if it costs a few million dollars more to just make sure 1000% you're not getting Goff or Winst, uh, then I, I think it's worth it. That's just my opinion. But Josh Allen himself said he is not focused on the contract. Brandon Bean himself has said, look, if it happens, you know, it happens. You know, it's not really that big of a situation because if it doesn't happen this year, then it will just get done next year, which is exactly what I believe is going to happen. And look, I 100% think that Brandon Bean has it under control. Josh Allen knows that whatever happens, happens, and it will get done uh, right now. He is just focused on this season alone, and the rest will take care of it itself. Uh, just a big thing in Bills Mafia, everybody talking about Josh Allen's contract. That was the thing that we had to hammer out probably three weeks of content on because we had nothing else to talk about. And a lot of the stuff comes from Wednesday's practice, and some of it comes from today's practice at the time of me recording this, which is Thursday. So, you know, some of these things, this is a mix of what happened on Wednesday and Thursday. So, yes, Josh Allen came out and talked about that, and that is what we got. They also asked Josh Allen about Mitchell Trubisky, and it actually turns out that Josh and Mitchell Trubisky are already becoming good friends. And from reports, Mitch has been looking pretty good in camp so far. And one of the big things that uh, Justice asked me on the live that we did the other night was he asked me, hey, uh, what if we trade Mitchell Trubisky midseason for some team that really needs a quarterback? And look, I really don't think that that's going to happen. Um, I could see why some people think it is going to happen. I think you don't get rid of Matt Barkley if you think you're going to move on from Mitchell Trubisky in the middle of the season. They liked Matt Barkley too much. I truly think that just bringing in Mitchell Trubisky was to have someone that if Josh Allen were to go down because you are on a run, you want behind Josh Allen to have the closest thing to Josh Allen. And that is Mitchell Trubisky. Look, 
I've seen Mitchell Trubisky play a ton of games in Chicago. I'm sure a lot of people have as well. Mitchell Trubisky probably had the second worst offensive-minded coach in Matt Nagy behind Adam Gase. I know a lot of people think that Matt Nagy was some sort of guru. He's not. And really, as soon after that first season with Mitchell Trubisky, every single season after that was pretty much a failure. They were not able to do anything with Mitch. And a lot of people blamed it on Mitch. And I don't think it was all on him. Uh, I think Mitchell Trubisky really kind of got the Sam Darnold shaft of it is, you know, he didn't get everything that he needed to be successful. And, you know, uh, some people would argue with that. And, you know, everybody has a right to argue with that. But I think Mitchell Trubisky coming and learning under Brian Dayball is going to be able to turn into a completely different quarterback. And who knows if he goes and just learns stuff from Josh and eventually the work ethic that Josh has is instilled. Maybe Mitch decides he wants to do stuff like that then maybe you're going to have another quarterback that wherever Brian Dayball goes next year, because I don't think we're going to get lucky enough to keep him next year. I think Brian Dayball does get a coaching position this offseason, unless my dude is an absolutely horrible hire, because when the Bills win the Super Bowl this year, there's no way that that offensive coordinator for that team who developed Josh Allen in the quarterback he was doesn't get picked up by some dumpster fire team who also needs a quarterback who can then sign Mitchell Trubisky, who is learning a year under the Brian Dayball system. I think it just feels like a match made in heaven unless he's going to a place that already has a quarterback there. Now, let's talk about this. Cole Beasley responding to the vaccine. Cole Beasley says he will not talk about the vaccine anymore on Twitter. And there you go. The weight has been lifted off of your shoulders, ladies and gentlemen. The weight of Cole Beasley saying something on Twitter that maybe you don't agree with is gone, or maybe that I don't agree with is gone. And to be completely honest with you, Cole Beasley saying stuff on Twitter and not being able, you know, just not talking about the vaccine on Twitter is probably just good for everybody because there's a lot of toxic people on both sides of the argument. And uh, I mean, just him doing that and focusing on football is probably what's better. And a lot of people are saying, just shut up and play football. I think that's what Cole Beasley's kind of going to do without appeasing the people that are just saying, shut up and play football. So Cole Beasley not being on Twitter anymore. Pretty, pretty Good. And we got a couple more topics that we got to talk about before we end this show off. I'm going to try to keep it around 30 to 35 minutes. It is hot as hell where I am right now, and I am sweating, so we cannot keep this show going on for long, or I am going to die of a damn heat stroke. Emmanuel Sanders, you know that uh, we brought him in basically as a replacement for John Brown, and he was cheaper than John Brown. Emmanuel Sanders looks really good and is already making a connection with Josh. Uh, one of the things is there's already videos of them completing passes and then going up and basically, you know, not chest bumping, but when you just turn your backs and, you know, hit your boy when you're in the air, uh, pretty much just it's it's just a great thing to see now we all loved john brown and i i'm not going to be repressed in saying that i think emmanuel sanders is better than john brown they have different skill sets uh john brown is obviously a speedster emmanuel sanders is really really good at route running and I honestly think that he is going to be really, really good here. And one of the things that is being brought up is, you know, always asking 
Josh Allen questions. Uh, one of the big things that they were talking about is, you know, how does that connection be built? It's just asking questions like, hey, what do you want me to do here? What are we going to do? Like, hey, if I'm in this situation, what do you want me to do? Trying to get on the same page as Josh Allen because Manuel Sanders came out and said, he's like, I went into the team and I told him about myself and I said, look, the reason I came here is because I want to win a Super Bowl. And, you know, that's just one thing that if you're in that locker room where you guys have been building it up since the bottom, having people come there and say, look, I came here to win a Super Bowl is something that you got to love. Like if you're a bunch of dogs and somebody comes in there and says, look, I chose this team because I think that we can make the Super Bowl with this team, then, you know, it's a win-win regardless. Emmanuel Sanders has got my vote no matter what he does. And, you know, I, man, I, what else can you say about Emmanuel Sanders is that I think he's going to be good this year. Uh, I think a lot of people think he's just going to come and take over the John Brown role. I think it's going to be a little bit different from that. I think the scheme is going to change up a bit, but Emmanuel Sanders on the Buffalo Bills, I think he's going to be really, really good next year. And I think a lot of people view the same thing as well. Now, what else do we have to talk about? Things that happened today at practice. Isaiah McKenzie looked pretty good. Uh, I mean, what else can we say? We know Isaiah McKenzie is a good receiver. And even some people going as far to say that he is the best slot receiver on the team. I'm not that crazy. But definitely, he is in the conversation to, you know, maybe when, depending on how long we keep him, you know, maybe he is a future slot receiver for us. Who knows? But uh, the big things that happened today were uh, some of our defensive guys were able to make some plays. And one of those guys is Boogie Basham, everybody. Now, Gregory Rousseau did get some things in, and I will talk about that after that, that uh, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer were able to talk about. So Boogie Basham is able to pick the ball after he deflects it at the line and basically running in for a pick six. And a lot of people are going like, whoa. Um, you really like this, this is already happening. Boogie Basham is already making plays on the team. Well, yeah, actually, if, uh, you, if people listen and maybe did like draft scouting, so everybody said that Boogie Basham out of the two guys that we got is probably the more NFL ready guy. Uh, Gregory Rousseau is a little bit more of a project, but Boogie Basham is probably trying to earn his way into a starting spot. Now, you know, there wasn't big, big news coming from everybody else. But, you know, Boogie Basham had a pick six today in practice and Gregory Rousseau was able to deflect some passes. And that was pretty much like that's all the big news that came out today. Boogie Basham did that and Gregory Rousseau deflecting passes and just how big it was for the defense and how, you know, the safeties, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde uh, were just talking about them and saying, look, having guys that are that big, uh, that is definitely an advantage that we have. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have to end this podcast prematurely because I am feeling very, very sick right now. Uh, the heat is definitely getting to me, and I am not able to record any more and talk about these players. But if you are listening to this right now, if you want more in-depth conversations that we had about camp battles and things like that, go check out Justice and the Windchill Factor. We did a whole roundtable. That was great. Make sure to go on the Built in Buffalo YouTube page and go and watch the whole hour and hour and a half 
stream that we did talking about everything just going on camp battles trade targets everything like that it was awesome and just follow everybody on the built in buffalo network because if you're not here what are you doing built in buffalo is where it's at make sure to also go check out our shirts that we have accountability availability the new saying for the buffalo bills this season apparently when it comes to the vaccine and just keeping the locker room together as it is make sure to go check all of that out and to go follow me at Jake the Bills fan and at Built in Buffalo underscore on on Twitter and all over TikTok, Facebook, anywhere that you think Instagram. It's crazy. And the following is just growing and growing. And I cannot wait for the season to start because it is going to be great. And we got big things coming. Me and Justice have a side project we're working on. Me and Dave are occasionally talking about doing live stuff on youtube for me eventually moving into live but then having the podcast of the live coming out the next day so definitely want to be on the lookout for all of that so you have been listening to the coolest place in bill's mafia outside of western new york i have been your host jake and sorry for the premature exit but i will make it up to you next week on the lowdown end again i will see you guys next week Thank you.